Today's podcast is presented to you by Pastor Shelley Swan of Faith Christian Family Church in Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Good evening. How are y'all? It's a blessing to get to speak to y'all. I don't like to stand up there. I like to get close to you, which you're going to learn about that. You know, um, when I talk about personality styles, I want you to remember this. This is not about some psychology thing. The reason we're going to study about personalities is we're going to learn how to love each other better. Amen? How many of you have ever thought, what What was God doing when he put me in relationship with this person? Usually, put your hand down. Usually he puts you with opposites. You know, God's greatest gifts are people and the relationships in our life. It's not the money. It's not the things, the houses and the cars. God's greatest gifts to us are people and relationships. That's why we're going to learn about this. It's not because of any other purpose. I'm not a psychologist. I have studied this for probably 25 years. This changed our marriage. Every couple we talk to, we counsel with, we tell them, this is a teaching you need to go through because it changed us. We probably would have divorced or killed each other had we not learned this because we were, are so different from each other. Our staff probably wonders about us now because sometimes we have differences of opinion um, when you work together. But let me pray before we start. Father, we open up our hearts right now to your word. God, we just pray that you give us understanding, Lord. Give us knowledge and discernment, Lord, and help us, God, to learn to love ourselves better and others in Jesus' name. Amen. So think about the disciples, you know, and we're going to talk more about these here um, in the next few weeks. There were all kinds of personalities. You had Peter, which we're going to talk about Peter. He's a great one because he was always opening his mouth. Jesus never looked at Peter and said, Peter, you need to be like John and be quiet and be kind and loving. Jesus didn't do that. Jesus accepted people just the way they were because he knows that's how God created them. That's what we need to do as well. And that's what we're going to be learning about. The first scripture I want you to turn to is Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 40. You're going to get a handout in a minute, but if you're taking notes, I'm going to give you some stuff for notes if you're going to write this down. Over the next few weeks, you are going to get handouts. Okay, the, the ushers, Ernie came and he's like, where's your handout? I know you have one. I said, you're right, but we're going to hand it out in the middle of the service. There's a reason. Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 40. From the New Living Translation, it says, Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law, so everything, there was 600 and something laws in the Old Testament. And Jesus said the entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Love yourself and love others. We're going to look at another one. John chapter 13. John 13 verses 34 and 35. This is from the New International Version. 
It says, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, by what? What do you think he's talking about? By what? This love. Everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So, we have to love ourselves and we have to love others. Okay? The way God made us. We have to accept ourselves. Some of us have probably had a hard time loving ourselves and accepting this is how I am. And then once we have that love, that love goes out to others. Um, so this is why we're going to study personalities. In Romans chapter 12, I'm going to read part of this verse to you. It's verses 4 through 8 is the whole section. But Romans 12 and verse 4, if you've been through our partnership, you probably recognize this passage. This is kind of our theme for partnership. It says, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. That's all of us. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. I'm going to skip through that because he talks about spiritual gifts. That's a whole other teaching. But at the end, he says, if God has given you, or no, it says, and if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it, do it gladly. So that whole thing is about that God has made everyone different. Some, here's a part, here's a part, here's a part, here's a part. But when we all do our parts, we make one whole. And that's what, how God has made us. Last scripture I want to go over before we get into the teaching, okay, is 1 Peter 4, verses 10, 11. I want to lay a spiritual foundation for this teaching. That's why we're quickly going through these. 1 Peter 4, verses 10 and 11. It says, And God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to what? Serve one another. That's the goal, to serve one another, okay? And if you skip down to the last sentence, it says, Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Christ Jesus. So God has given us these awesome gifts. He's made us all different, every one of you. I look out tonight, and I see different colors. I see different sizes. I see different ages, lots of different backgrounds. And God has made all of us the way that we are. So we must appreciate how he's made us and learn to love each other. So here's, we're going to get into some technical stuff now. Three contributing factors to your personality or behavioral style. There's three things that make you the way you are. The first one is heredity or genetics, okay? Technically, this is how God made you. How you were, you were formed in your mother's womb. God did that. So heredity is the first one. The second one, the second way your personality or behavioral style was formed was through role modeling. Whoever was your role model, and notice I have in parentheses, generally that's up to about age 12. You know, they always say that, that little children, they're like sponges, Whatever they see modeled in front of them, good or bad, they, that's what they do. Have you ever seen a little kid and a cuss word came out of his mouth and his parents like, oh, what are you doing? 
Well, we can be guaranteed somebody's role modeling that in front of them, either the parent or, sadly, nowadays, the TV, right? And so role modeling up to the age of 12 is the second factor contributing, and the third one is experiences. This is after the age of eight. How the significant events you have been through have shaped you. Now, I don't know, and again, I'm not a psychologist, but I think up until about the age eight, you're, you lose a lot of those memories. Thank God for some of you. That's why little kids, some of them that have been abused, like we went to the orphanage in Juarez last week, and those little kids, a lot of them have been through the most severe abuse you can imagine. And they are running around happy and secure because God does a work in them. But after about the age of 12, that's when those, those memories and those experiences really stay with us. And that molds us and shapes us emotionally, right? Okay, so those three things. But if you are a Christian, raise your hand. If Jesus is in your heart, then you have a fourth thing, okay? And it's called the Holy Spirit living in us and helping us. So we have, yes, we have the first three. We have heredity. We have our role models. We have our experiences. But thank God for his Holy Spirit. He can live in us and override a lot of that junk that we've had in our past. Now, some of us have had very good role models and very good experiences. That's great. But the Holy Spirit makes up the difference if we haven't had that. So that's where our behavioral style comes from. So historically, you might say, well, where did this come from? How many of you have heard about personalities before Before this? They may not be called DISC. By the way, aren't these really cool? Thank you to Sidney Bacon and Jacob Cisneros back there. And Dee worked on them a little bit. That was not me. That was them. They came up with that, but it may not be called this. You may have heard about it somewhere else. How many of you have heard something about the the personality styles? Okay, if you go back, this goes back to 400 years before Christ. There was a man named Hippocrates, and he was the very first person that came up with this that noticed, okay, I see four main differences in people. And he's the one that kind of categorized that first, okay? He called them choleric, melancholy, phlegmatic, and sanguine. You still hear a lot of people say that. And I'm going to tie those in to the DISC as we go along every week. So if you've heard about those, that's where you're going to, you'll be able to identify it. They've also, there's other people that have identified them different ways. Then, in about 1920. Eight, and I don't have that on there, I guess. Um, there was a guy named, uh, why don't I have it? It's up here. William Marston. And he came up with this DISC model. Okay? You're going to get what each one of these are. All right. Guess what we're going to do now? Ushers, I need you to go ahead and come down fit fast as you can. They're going to go to each section. You can't take a lot of time. They're going to pass out a test. Here's the rules. You have to follow the rules or it's not going to be right. So all of you rule breakers, don't. Okay? And I'll call you out. No. Former teacher. Um, Listen. There's a way to take this that will make the outcome better. 
If you cheat and do it your own way, you're going to skew your results, and it's not going to be accurate. How many will say, I'm going to follow the rules tonight? It's only going to be a few minutes. You have to follow them. Okay. All right. Here's the rules. Go ahead and go to the next one, David. All right. Don't look yet. Just lay it in your lap. Don't look. Just get yours. Pass it on. Pass it down quick and then lay it down. Don't look. Look at me. Okay. Look at me. I just feel like, yes, junior high again. All right. This isn't a test. Okay, it's not pass or fail. So those of you say, oh, good, I was never good at tests. That's fine. It's not a test like that. Okay, it's an assessment. Do not answer. Here's all the things you need to remember. Don't answer according to how you think others view you. Some of us, we have our mask, our church face, our work face, our nice face. Don't answer like that. Okay, how you think others view you. You will have a specified time period. Okay. Oh, I'm on the, did I skip one? Yep, I'll go back to the other one. You're going to have a specified time period to complete this. Do you know why? How many of you overthink things? That's the rule for you. Because you sit there and overanalyze. Well, it could be that one, but maybe it could be that one. I wonder what the right answer is. Okay, there are no right or wrong answers on this. Okay, we're going to focus on a specific setting for tonight. You can and I'll tell you a little bit more. You can go back and redo one tonight. We're going to focus on the setting of home and family. Those relationships, not work. Okay, not school or wherever uh, else you have a life. But we're going to focus on our family Home setting. Those are the people that know us the best, right? Okay. Um, So that's the setting we're going to focus on. And the last one is we're going to respond to the questions not based on one specific recent experience, but rather according to a range of situations. So if you had a fight at home with your kids or your husband before you came, don't base all your answers on that one-time thing. Okay? Think about generally overall. This is how I usually do. Okay. Don't start. Is everybody looking at me? You're not looking at your paper. Right? Okay. Need to tell you a couple more things before we start. Um, you can't change who God made you. I will, and I'm going to tell you as we go through, you'll see what personality style, styles, I'm actually very complicated, um, that I am. And I used to think that that was bad because I'm not like a lot of, lot of other women. And I used to think and I kind of felt like I had to be this mold. You can't change how God's made you. And you don't want to change that. Okay, we're going to learn to appreciate each, each personality style. Um, and then people have different styles in very different places. Remember the masks I talked about? So you may have to be one way at work, even though it's not really your personality, but you were hired for that job. And to get your money and to maybe get a raise, you have to perform in a certain way. But when you get home, you're probably exhausted because that's not who you really are. Okay? 
And then here's the big thing, and we're going to talk about this every week. People are different, but they are predictably different. And you're going to find out how that is. We just hired a bunch of new employees at the church. Um, and as, as we're getting to know employees, we will refer to them and say, well, they're that personality. And sometimes they look at us like, how do you know that? How do you know that? Because we don't, you don't even know me that well. Well, people are different, but there's certain things. They're predictably different, and we're going to learn those. Okay, now, get a pen. Don't, don't open it yet. There's pens in the seats in front of you. If you don't have one, please put them back, okay? Don't, don't take the church pens. So we'll need, you might need them Sunday. Get a pen, and you have your um, assessment. It looks like this on the front. Here's what you're going to do. Listen, once I tell you to go, you're going to open it up, and there's a page called Personality Assessment. You're going to read each one of these questions. Everybody looking at me? We're not starting yet. We're going to read them, and we're going to choose the best response. Some of them you're going to be like, well, it's not exactly me, but choose the one that you think is the best. Okay, remember, overall, home setting, not just one experience, but overall. Everybody got it? Any questions before we start? You have seven minutes. We have to hurry. Ready? Go. Flip it over. You're going to answer. You're just going to circle A, B, C, or D through 1 through 24. Everybody's working. I'm going to remind you at one-minute intervals. Don't take too much time on each one. You see personalities. Just read it. Best response. Go to the next one. One minute. Two minutes.
three minutes. Should be halfway done at least through question 12. If not, you need to move it a little faster. Four minutes. Five minutes. If you finish, there's those of you that are fast, the, you can start scoring yours. There's directions on there you can read about how to score it. Should be getting close to finishing. You have about one minute to finish all of them. Quickly read through. Once you finish, look at the direction. I'm going to go through it, how to score, but it's pretty easy to follow. About 30 seconds. You need to be finished with the questions.
Okay. Should be done. Here's what you need to do then. Look at question one. Take your scoring and graph sheet. You can tear them apart if you want. That's just for you if it makes it easier. Um, then on question one, circle if whichever response you pick. Don't reread it. Just see. Question one, I circled B. Go up and circle B on one. See how it has A, B, C, or D? Circle each, each one what you put. So you should have a circle next to each question number. Quickly go through and do this. talk about that. Mm -hmm. So you're going to mark each question, A, B, C, or D, which one? Circle the one that you responded. Do not go back and change any. Those of you that like to do things perfect, I get that. You'll have time to take it home if you need to. But we're doing the fast way tonight because there's some teaching that I need to do very quickly at the end of this. And then we'll have four more weeks after it to talk about the different styles. Okay, so you're going through. You should have one, one of those letters circled for each question number. Then you're going to do the total for all the circles under the D, add up how many circles under the D did I have? So put that number. How many circles under the I did I have? Write that total. How many circles under the S did I have? That total, and then how many circles under the C did I have? So you should have four numbers there, and they should add up to 24 if you did it correctly. Your four totals should add up to 24. Okay, then what you're going to do is look at your number for the D. Wherever that is, go under the D and put a dot approximately where that number lies on that line. Straight down from the D, put a dot where that number falls. I, I know. I'm going to hold mine up. You're going to put a dot... On the number, if y'all need help, ask your neighbor next to you. I know I'm going fast. I get it. I'm sorry. But unless y'all want to stay here late and our children's workers won't like that. So you are putting a dot and then you're going to draw a line between each one. Y'all get that? I'm going to bring mine around where you can see it. 
This is about what it, I mean, yours is going to look different, but you're going to have a dot under D, I, S, and C, and then you're going to draw the line to connect each other, each of the lines. Each of the dots you're going to connect. It's like kindergarten, connect the dots. Raise your hand if you're finished. Okay, the rest of you keep working, okay? Just keep working and you're going to have to really think here because we're going to do, I'm going to talk while you're working, okay? Now, this test was free. It is very basic. It may not be the most accurate. These things cost. You can get online and there's lots of different ones. I got online last night and I took a free one online. But if you're being honest and following how it says, not taking too much time, you should be generally about the same one. If you would like to take a real personality test, I have some of these. I've got um, a few tonight, and I have some on order. They did not come in yet. These are $12, which we're getting a discount. You can do the online version, and it's $26, which is a lot. It's at DiscInsightsPeopleKeys.com, and it, this is all on here, okay? And I'll, I'll have it again. But this has the, like a real test. It has like carbon here. You go through and you circle and you answer. And then it actually goes through on carbon to the next page. And then it has a lot of information. And we're going to be going over some of this. But it's going to get into the different blends of the personalities. I have three, gen three personality styles that are very high. Most, some people may have one. Most people have two. Okay? All right. Here we're going to do a very quick. So look at your styles. Look at your top number. Okay? And I'm going to ask, who out of your D, I, S, and C, okay, who had D as their highest point? Stand up. Did you answer at home? Because this should not be as many D's, but we'll, we'll, that's fine. Go ahead and sit down. I'm looking because I know some of you. Some of you, yes, I can verify. All right. Here's the thing with the D. You can take notes, but we're going to go. I'm going to give you a very quick summary of each of the four. And then the next four weeks, we're taking one and studying it in depth. So I just want you to have some general. So if your highest point was a D, and some of you I think you're going to have to take a better test because I think you skewed it somewhat because do you know why? Because generally only 3% of the population are Ds, okay? And you're going to get these numbers and this information later. Only 3%. Do you know why? Because they're all, they would kill each other if there were more. Okay? Because they're way too bossy. The, a D stands for dominance. They have to be the boss. That's why D is the first letter. They have to be first. Okay? A D describes someone, they're very direct. They're very decisive and active. They're a problem solver. 
a risk taker and a self-starter. Do you know what the D loves? They love the goal. They love the end result. Tell me what the goal is. They're not just like, oh, yeah, whatever. No, tell me what the goal is so I can get to there. That's what they love. They're very strong and very intense. They wear the other personalities out most of the time. When you're in crisis, though, you better have a D personality. Right? All of our policemen and women. You better have a strong D personality. You know why? Because they make decisions quickly. And so you need a D in crisis. They're good for that. Okay? Um, Some examples of a D in history. Colin Powell. Okay? Famous general. Martha Stewart. Uh, That lady's a D. She's got it going on. She's a decision maker. Now, people have said some bad things that had to work for her, probably because they were not a D. Um, Donald Trump made a lot of money. Martin Luther King Jr. did a lot for our world. Condoleezza Rice, former uh, Secretary of State. I mean, so these people were D, very direct, very decisive, okay, ready for action. You know what the motto of the D is? It's worth doing if we can do it fast. Because they don't like to mess around. Don't give me a lot of details. Let's just get it done. Right? Get it done. Whatever the fast way is. That's the D. Okay? I. How many of you, Philip? (laughs) I was your highest on your graph. Stand up. I'm verifying yes. All of you, these are the party people, okay? (laughs) These are the the influencers, okay? Guess what the percentage is? 11% of the population are I's. I personalities, it stands for influence. They are enthusiastic, trusting, optimistic, persuasive, talkative, impulsive, and emotional. They are talkers, okay? The I loves people. That's their love, is people. They're interested in people. They talk to people. They're great salespeople because they can talk you into buying anything. Managers love I personalities because they know they'll be able to sell anything to people, okay? They love to be the center of attention, And they are the life of the party. So when they walk in, it's like, yep, the party can start. I'm here. Some examples in history. Y'all are going to like this. Bill Cosby. Yes. Bill Clinton. Lucille Ball. Muhammad Ali. And Robin Williams. Okay? You know what the I's motto is? It's worth doing as long as we can talk while we're doing it. That's the I. All right. Third one, the S. How many of you stand up if your S was the highest point on your chart? Yes, this is pretty accurate. Okay. S. Go ahead and sit down. 69% of the population are S personalities. This is the majority of people you're going to deal with. S stands for steadiness. These are people who are stable. 
steady, secure. They're good listeners. They're team players. They can also be possessive, predictable, but they're understanding and friendly. You know what the S loves? Security. Just everything stays secure. Don't rock the boat. Everybody just, just get along. Just everybody get along. That's the, the motto of the S. Some examples in history. Oh, wait, let me give you this. They love to save up. They love to save up. Their motto could be, it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. That's the motto of an S. Some examples in history are Mother Teresa, Oprah, Oprah Winfrey, Barbara Walters, Andy Griffith, and Mr. Rogers. Won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> the real motto of the S is, it's worth doing as long as we can do it together. That's the S. The last one, the C, who took so long to do the test, right? You're last because you always have to make sure it's right. If you're a C, if you scored the highest as a C, stand up. And they don't like to stand up because you know what? They're like, please don't make me say anything. I don't want to be seen. That's the C. 17% of the, the population, okay? And you know what? How many of you had already figured the number? I know you C's. You had already probably done the math. Okay, she said this for the D, this for the I, this for the S. You'd already figured it up, okay? You're always conscientious. You're cautious. You are um, analytical, very correct. Another word would be perfectionistic. Um, careful, precise, creative, meticulous, and systematic. They are thorough, and competent. Systematic means they love systems. Let's get a system for how to do this. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, whatever it is, let's get a system to make it run right. Yes, they're, they're all in agreement with me. They're all shaking their heads. They love to analyze things. Well, what if this and what if this? Give me some data. Give me information. A C personality needs a lot of information. The D and the I and the S, not so much. But if you're dealing with the C, they need information. Because they have to analyze all the possible outcomes. And which one should we do? Some examples in history, Tiger Woods. My gosh, how many times does he get up? Practice hitting that ball. Practice hitting that ball. Practice hitting that ball. Go watch video of him practicing hitting that ball. Um, Bill Gates, Mr. Spock, and Albert Einstein. All C personalities. The motto of a C, if it's worth doing, it's worth Doing right. They could have answered that. Okay? One note on the C personality. There are two kinds of C's. All right? <laughs> There's the creative C, which most musicians 
most artists are the creative end of the C personality. The other side is the very data-oriented C personality. Okay, the scientists, the um, uh, architects, very task-oriented. So those are the two kinds of C personalities. Here's an example. We're almost done, and I'm going to let you out. We went a little long. Pray for our children's workers. Um, okay, here's, here's an example. You're at the airport, okay? And here's where you'll see the different personality styles. You're in line. And all of a sudden, some guy just busts up to the front, cuts in front of everybody, puts his ticket down and said, I need to go. I'm running late. I've got to get here. That's a D personality. They've got to be first. They're direct. You never wonder what they're thinking. The I personality, they don't even notice because they're too busy talking to all the people around them. Well, where are you flying today? Oh, what are you going there for? Well, I I have grandkids. You have grandkids. What's their names? The S personalities. There's two S personality ladies. And they see the man. They're like, did you see that man? He just cut in line. Yes, I saw him. Somebody should do something about it. Yes, but they're not going to do anything about it. They might say it loud enough, hoping someone else will, but they're not confronters, okay? One personality style is missing from the line. The C's, do you know why? Because they arrived at the airport two hours early. They've already gone through the line. They're at the, the gate reading their book with their boarding pass in their book. So they never lose the boarding pass. They always keep it. Yes, I see. We're supposed to load at 205. It's 204. I better go get up, get in line because they're rule followers. Okay, here's another example to help you understand. At the elevator. Okay, you're standing waiting for the elevator. The D personality pushes the button. It's not coming. They push it again. It's not coming. They push it harder. Hurry up. I've got places to go and things to do. Okay, get on the elevator. The I personality, they're talking. Well, how are you? Oh, you've been shopping at Dillard's. What'd you buy? I'm so good. Where did you eat lunch today? The S personality, they're holding the door. Oh, someone may be coming. Let's hold the door a little longer. We just want to make everybody feel good. We don't want to leave anybody out. And the C personality, they have a special place in the elevator. It's right by the little sign that says weight capacity. And they're reading every line and they're analyzing, okay, 200 pounds, 250. What's the weight? They're analyzing the whole time. That would be an example, <laughs> okay? I better quit for tonight. How many of you enjoyed so far? Okay, that's very quick. Remember, what's the goal of this? To learn to love one another, all right? Let me pray really fast. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you for giving us your love, first of all. And we ask, Father, that that would just, your love would pour out of our hearts, God, and we would love ourselves the way you've made us, and we would love the people that you've placed us in relationship with. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com.